Heavenly Father, we say glory and honor unto your holy name. We thank you for the light. We thank you for having given us life again today. Another day of probation. We have seen your hand that brought salvation unto all men. O Lord, we pray that you teach us today from your word how to walk humbly with you. Lead us, O Lord, into the paths of righteousness. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen. Our High Calling, August 18. The Fragrant Touch of Courtesy. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 In dealing with our fellow men, we all are to consider that they are of like passions with ourselves, feeling the same weaknesses and suffering the same temptations. They with us have a struggle with life if they maintain their integrity. True Christian courtesy unites and perfects both justice and politeness and mercy and love, making up the feeling, giving the finest touches and most graceful charms to the character. Abraham was a true gentleman. In his life, we have the finest example of the power of true courtesy. Look at his course with Lot. How courteously he welcomes the travelers, the messengers of God, to his tent and entertains them. He bowed before the sons of Heth when he purchased of them a cave in which to bury his beloved Sarah. Well did Abraham know what was due from man to his fellow man. Paul, though firm as a rock to principle, yet ever preserved his courtesy. He was zealous for the vital points and was not regardless of the grace and politeness due to social life. The man of God did not absorb the man of humanity. But we present a greater than Abraham and Paul the savior of the world. His life was a striking illustration of genuine courtesy. It is impossible to enumerate the instances of his kindness, courtesy and tender sympathy and love. What rays of softness and beauty did his marvelous condescension shed over his entire life. He had a kind look and an encouraging word for all who were wearied and worn with labor. He was ready to help the most helpless. Love, courtesy, amiability, these are never lost. When men shall be changed from mortal to immortal, all the deeds of sanctified goodness done by them will be made manifest. 
these deeds will be preserved through the eternal ages. Not one, however small or simple, is ever lost. Through the merits of Christ's imputed righteousness, they preserve their fragrance. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Fragrant Touch of Courtesy. Our key text is one that is very pointed on the matter, giving us the Bible passage that shows us where God instructs us, so there I say commands us to be courteous. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. So it is an instruction from the Lord to his subjects, to his friends, to his servants, that we should be pitiful and courteous, just as our Heavenly Father is. What is courtesy? I would say courtesy is the outflow of kindness and grace shown in the way we first estimate men in our minds and consequently the manner in which we speak and act towards men. It is the estimates that we place on humanity that depends or determines how we talk to them and how we act towards man. If we have a wrong estimate of humanity, expecting perfection right now and no weaknesses, no defects whatsoever is to be seen, then we will lose our consideration for men. But as long as we remember that man is weak and at least cut him some slack, give him some opportunity or understand his weaknesses and give consideration for them, we will treat men with courtesy shown by our kindness in words and politeness in court in conduct. So, courtesy is due consideration given to men, allowing, giving allowances for errors, for mistakes in people's lives. When we don't give allowances for this and we see these weaknesses and defects, you find out that we treat people with harshness, which is the opposite of courtesy, or we feel angry towards men. Yesterday, in our devotion, we talked about how to deal with anger. One way to deal with anger, the opposite of it, is courtesy. Anger will lead you to revile and insult and get harsh on people. But if we have the grace of courtesy in our lives, even when we are angry, we can control ourselves, and even in that anger, be courteous towards those who are provoking us. We may not even need to get angry. People may want to provoke us, but under that provocation, we can still be courteous. Our courtesy is usually challenged when we are provoked by our fellow men. But under provocation, instead of anger, the due consideration of men, instead of anger, under the control of the Holy Spirit, we can be courteous. We can be courteous. It is true that we meet situations in life that makes us lose our courtesy, but we don't have to. First of all, when it comes to consideration for men, that's one way we show courtesy. It is very courteous for us to do certain things for people, especially as those who would want to present the truth to people. The truth is bitter, but courtesy makes it sweet to the taste. 
The truth is bland, but courtesy makes it palatable. The truth may lack order, but courtesy adds a sweet fragrance to it. The truth cuts, but courtesy heals the wounds. Courtesy is the entering wedge of the truth that makes it received even when it would be rejected by others or where it has been hard for the truth to enter in. Courtesy is the entering wedge. Courtesy is due consideration for men, like I've said earlier. And how do we show this due consideration? It is by acts of kindness and thoughtfulness. When you live with someone, for example, who just knows what you need, even without you asking, and then does some acts of kindness towards you, that is courtesy. Perhaps even when you don't ask, they help you to wash your clothes or wash your plate or sweep the house. Those are acts of thoughtfulness and acts of courtesy, and this is the entering wedge of the truth. Perhaps you may want to tell someone the truth that is hard or make a rebuke or correction in someone's life. If you have not entered into the soul of that person and the person hasn't been, hasn't seen you as someone endeared to them, then it will be difficult when you say those things or those corrections. But when you have courtesy shown by due consideration to your fellow men and show that you love them with those acts of kindness and courtesy and then words of politeness and kindness, you find out that the truth will be well received compared to when those acts of kindness and courtesy are not there. And then finally, in the way you conduct yourself in speaking to people, that's how we show courtesy. What are the things that make us not want to be courteous? That's what we really need to talk about. Because, yeah, we all know what courtesy is. Speaking in a gentle and kind way towards people. Be thoughtful towards them. Even when they don't ask, do things that you know they need. And then conduct yourself in a gentle manner towards people. But yet, many won't do it. For some, it is because of their education, the way they were brought up. They were taught to be rough and harsh. And then for others, it is hereditary. They lack it in, their, in themselves and they need, to be, they need to learn it. And for all these people, we need to have due consideration. You may meet people who are harsh and feel like they deserve harshness too. No. People who are harsh, you don't treat them with harshness too. Don't think that, oh, since they are like this, they, need, they deserve it. They are the ones who need to be shown that there is something called courtesy. Perhaps they were never taught. Perhaps they don't know. They need to be educated by your example. And one other reason that is prevalent why people are not courteous is because courtesy comes with gentleness. And gentleness will make people think that they can take the advantage of you. So because we don't want people to take the advantage of us, we get harsh and lose our courtesy. Because we don't want people to ride on us. And we don't want them to see us like we say. We don't want them to see us like Imumu. Therefore, we lose our courtesy and we speak in the way the world speaks, harshness and, and uh, severity and lose our respect for people because we want to have our way or because we are under oppression and we feel if I don't behave this way, I'm going to lose this or lose that. Perhaps you're on the road and then you are driving and something is going on between you and the, the police or even just a fellow driver and it looks as if, oh, if you conduct yourself with courtesy towards this person, He's going to 
ride on you he's going to take advantage of you he's going to feel like he has the upper hand and so so that it doesn't look like the person has the upper hand and so that you don't lose you do you you then lose your courtesy these are reasons why people do not show courtesy another reason is pride some people feel like it's a sign of weakness to be courteous and they, they, they get irritated at it even when people show them courtesy they are like why are you like this just stop behaving that way they, they get irritated at courtesy and they don't show it to others because they feel like it lowers them and humbles them but that's exactly what god wants he wants us to be humble he wants us to be meek he wants us to be kind and gentle just like him like i was saying yesterday look at the way jesus conducted himself with courtesy not with anger but with politeness towards his oppressors the brothers of joseph under false accusation were still courteous that these are examples to us we've looked at abraham and lot and even but there's the story of gideon when he was being accused falsely by his brethren and they spoke in a harsh way to him the way he responded to them was what gave him the upper hand you see through courtesy we can touch the souls of men the bible says in the book of proverbs 15 verse 1 a soft answer turneth away wrath but grievous words stir up anger and indeed that's the case soft answer turneth away wrath grievous words stir up anger when we are courteous in the way we speak to people it can take away their anger and like I was saying, if you want to correct people, if you want to rebuke people, we should do it with courtesy. You know, rebuke and correction is bitter. It's just like taking a bitter herb and giving to someone to drink. You don't force it down the person's throat. You have to speak politely to the person and encourage the person to take the bitter herb. You may have to pat the person on the back. You may have to touch the person's head and encourage the person and speak kindly and then encourage so that the person can drink it because you know it is good for them so also with rebuke when you want to give rebukes you have to give it courteously you have to give it politely you have to give it softly and that's why it says a soft answer you can give a soft rebuke to someone and it turns away wrath and then the person can easily receive that rebuke but when we don't give it with courtesy even you are to blame for the person not receiving it we have to understand that there is a way this thing is done god doesn't just come along the way and treats us without respect god respects men proverbs 25 verse 11 and 12 says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver as an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear if the ear is already obedient and you still do not give the reproof in a wise way even that obedient ear will not receive it because it was not given in a wise way the word was not fitly spoken it, it's not like an earring of gold it's not presented in a courteous manner so that even the obedient ear will revolt at it the lord wants us to understand that we should add this fragrant touch of courtesy like i said earlier the truth or in and of itself already cuts the truth is already it's bland it's not palatable to the people courtesy makes it palatable it's bitter courtesy makes it sweet it cuts and wounds and courtesy heals the wounds 
we must ensure that courtesy and politeness helps and and we add it so that people can easily receive the truth and like i said courtesy is not just about the words it must come with the way we speak to people but before even speaking in that kindness courtesy must show itself in showing that you love people thoughtfulness towards them pity towards them helping encouraging in the daily duties of life that is courtesy and of course when we go deeper we find out that courtesy can go into the nook and crannies of our lives and the way we conduct ourselves in various ways but i'm just giving the general aspect of how we show courtesy in thoughtfulness towards people and in the manner in which we speak the tone of our voice and how we present the truth to people you don't have to lose your cool to have your way. You can still be firm and courteous. Jesus was always courteous but firm. Don't entertain the thought or you think that, oh, if I lose, if I, if I continue in this gentility, if I keep speaking politely and courteously to my adversary, they will think they will, they will have the advantage over me and they will treat me like a mumu and all of that. But no, that's not the case. You can maintain your ground courteously. You can firmly maintain on the road when somebody does something wrong. Because this is being realistic now. Perhaps you are driving and somebody does something wrong. And I know that's where people lose their courtesy the most and get angry. It's on the road when we meet people. And then you, you see somebody crossing your way. And when people cross your way, the, 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 the behavior, the street behavior, the road behavior is to look in a way that is not courteous but what did we read in our devotion today we talked about the look of our on our face that look ought to be courteous also we are told that talking about jesus what ray of softness and beauty did his marvelous condescension shed over his entire life he had a kind look and an encouraging word for all who were wearied and worn with labor he was ready to help the most helpless. That is our high calling, page 236, paragraph 5. I know it's very, very challenging. Even myself, I just pray the grace of God that I will put into practice what we're talking about here. So you're driving on the road and somebody does something really silly and something really wrong. And it almost affected you in a way that would have even maybe cost you your life or it was just wrong. The right, the, the first thing that comes to the mind is to give the person a look that is not kind that is not encouraging but we can pray for grace to either move on and forget about the whole issue or even look at the person with kindness and even if you must address the situation address it with kindness and with love and with politeness people already want to get defensive but when you come with politeness and courtesy it brings down their guard that soft answer will turn away the wrath that word fitly spoken will be indeed like gold to them and they would really receive it because of the way it was presented to them whereas they wanted to become all justifying and defensive before when you speak courteously they can admit they are wrong and say oh i was wrong i'm very sorry but when you come accusatory and raise your shoulders up and angry i wanting to show oh, you scratch my car you got what you did and all of that you see at that time the person will also get defensive and then there'll be a war of words and it will not turn out fine we are representatives of christ everywhere we go on the streets in the road when we are driving where we meet the police and all the forces and government officials with our friends and family in the home we are to be courteous especially in the home we take ourselves for granted in the home 
you find out some people want to have a good name out there so when they meet strangers oh they are all courteous and nice and polite but to their brothers and sisters and their parents in the home and spouses between themselves they have they have come to know themselves so much they take each other for granted so much that the kindness and courtesy towards each other is not there things that you will not do for your husband you are doing it for people out there things you will not do for your wife you are doing it for people out there why is not because you are no longer considering your wife and your husband it's not because you have looked down on them so much and you feel like oh they are in my pockets i don't need to do much for them i need to win the, the souls i need to win the hearts of others out there because that's where you get a kick from you enjoy the praise of men so since your children are already yours and your wife is already yours or your husband is already yours you don't give them that special attention anymore but you give special attention to people out there courtesy just like charity begins at home any courtesy that is shown outside but is not shown in the home is pretense it is hypocrisy it is false and we must check ourselves are you courteous to people out there but you're not courteous to your wife or to your husband or to your children or brothers and sisters siblings among yourselves you are not courteous among yourselves but you are courteous to people out there you are only pretending you are a hypocrite actually because that's what you are doing it's not your real behavior just as soon as those people you are being courteous to out there become your close friends just as soon as you become familiar with them you will also treat them the same way you are treating your siblings because now they are in your pocket like i said earlier you of course they are now your friends so you now just start to treat them the same way you are treating your siblings or your wife or all your friends who you feel that you are now familiar with them familiarity should not remove courtesy familiarity should not remove politeness let us learn to care for one another courtesy is shown also when people tell you their challenges and you you don't wait for them to ask you again you can call and ask how has it been courtesy is shown when we show interest in people's well-being in people's welfare when we are the ones who are always receiving attention and people are always asking us oh how are you doing how have you done this how have you done that and you never show any interest in the person's own things then you are not being courteous you must, like as I said, courtesy is the entering wedge. If you cannot show interest in people's temporal affairs, if you cannot ask questions about the daily duties they are engaging in and what they are doing in their life, wife and husband, if you are not showing interest in your husband's work, and why and husband the same thing with your wife, only one is showing it, the other one is not showing it, you are losing it. You are taking the person for granted. You have become too familiar or you are being so selfish that all you think about is yourself, yourself, yourself. But courtesy loses thought about itself and thinks about others in consideration for them. And that was what Jesus did. Consideration for others. He pities people and he can give them his own food while he goes hungry. Think about others more than yourself. Don't be self-centered. Yes, you have your problems. But remember that the other person who is also asking you about your problems has his own too. Don't think that he doesn't have his own. Like we read in the first paragraph of our devotion, all men have weaknesses. We all do. In dealing with our fellow men, we all are to consider. That's the consideration I'm saying. Consider that they are of like passions with ourselves, feeling the same weaknesses and suffering the same temptations. They with us have a struggle with life if they maintain their integrity. True Christian courtesy unites and perfects both justice and politeness, and mercy and love make up the feeling. 
giving the finest touches and most graceful charms to the character our high calling page 236 paragraph 2 so we must realize this you want attention oh you have this weakness you have this problem but do you know that the person who's asking you also has one let us be courteous and pitiful one towards another i remember a story of, of the christians in netherland how courtesy helped one helped a family in those days when persecution was rife and the catholic church was killing all who would not follow their dictates it says here in great controversy page 240 paragraph 1 at one time a whole family was brought before the inquisitors charged with remaining away from mass and worshiping at home okay this is from wiley actually but commenting it says on his examination as to their practices in secret the youngest son answered we fall on our knees and pray that god may enlighten our minds and pardon our sins we pray for our sovereign that his reign may be prosperous and his life happy we pray for our magistrates that god may preserve them the sovereign being referred to here is their king who wanted to actually kill them and when they heard this he says some of the judges were deeply moved yet the father and one of his sons were condemned to the stake end of quote the courtesy of this young boy not based on what he said alone but based on what he told them that they usually do in their houses is what touched the judges whereas the whole family would have been killed only the man and the son one of the sons were killed but what was the courtesy there prayer for the leaders prayer for the president the magistrates the judges the sovereign are you courteous towards your leaders or do you pray for them to die this boy said can you say and it will be true of yourself can you say it publicly and you will not be telling lies that you pray for the sovereign for the leaders of your nation many would listen to me now and say god forbid these people can never change i'm not praying for them but that could have been said also about prince charles emperor charles who was persecuting these people and who even killed them it could have been said about them they were even worse than the leaders we have today these people were going from house to house i mean killing somebody for not going to church come on even today that is not done yet these people were able to pray for them in courtesy they prayed for them that is courtesy due consideration for all men they understood that oh prince charles may not know what he's doing and the emperor may not understand they know that it's possible that if they pray for him he may change it was based on maybe his education and they considered him as a man who was weak and they prayed for him that is a lesson for us in courtesy i pray that god will give us the grace to really put these things in practice it's really difficult when we go on the streets and based on the things we we meet and the oppression all around and people want to lose their courtesy and go harsh because they don't want to be taken advantage of but i pray that the lord will give us the grace through his spirit to do it amen amen i'll read from the sixth paragraph it says love courtesy amiability these are never lost pleasantness and friendliness so these are never lost i remember the time when they sent men to arrest jesus in john 7 45 then came the officers to the chief priests and pharisees and they said unto them why have you not brought him the officers answered 
never man speak like this man in other words they were drawn to the words and to the way Jesus spoke because this man does not look like anybody who could trouble anybody why can we why should we arrest him it didn't make any sense to them Adventism 435 kind words are as dew and gentle showers to the soul the men received Christ's words and it blessed them and so they could not do what they were proposed or what they were supposed or sent to do as this text that our brother just read kind words soft words turn it away rats soft answers so we are learning from Christ today and communication experts gives us this breakdown about our human to human intercommunication skills 7% goes to the choice of words the words we say 7% 35% goes to the pitch the tone of the voice a whopping 55% goes to our body language make no mistake about this your facial expression is saying more than what you're even saying when somebody's talking to you you're pressing your phone you're turning your 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 eyes the other way you're not even looking at the person you show disrespect to people you're not showing you're not showing consideration to the words especially when elderly people are talking to you they pay they are taking notes of the way your body you're expressing yourself but you don't even know that you're speaking more than with words and this is where some married women are confused you remember when the man was courting when men caught women you hear things like oh the the words you said to me the last time all night i couldn't sleep that's what men will say and then when they get married that's our brother is saying now you she's now your wife in the home and before she will even finish one statement you fall asleep and then you're not even paying attention to what she's saying again and you that used to say those things before you're now a different person your language your body language is saying something different i'll read again from adventist home 426 if the divine harmony of truth and love exists in the heart it will shine forth in words and actions the spirit of genuine benevolence must dwell in the heart love imparts to its possessor grace propriety and comeliness of deportment love illuminates the countenance and subdues the voice it refines and elevates the entire man it brings him into harmony with god for it is a heavenly attribute so with this now we see that there is a connection between love and courtesy and so people can tell that there is no love in your heart because of a lack of courtesy it should be our aim to bring all the pleasantness possible into our lives and do all and to do all the kindness possible to those around us kind words are never lost jesus records them as if spoken to himself so the seeds of kindness of love and of tenderness and they will blossom and bear fruit so if jesus is standing in front of you the words what kind of words would you speak to him are you going to speak to him as we do today in our society 
because the reading is saying that those words he records them as if you're speaking to him in the second paragraph he says in dealing with our fellow men we all are to consider that they are of like passions with ourselves feeling the same weaknesses and suffering the same temptation they with us have a struggle with life if they maintain their integrity this one is very important now i'll read again from ministry of healing 158 it says in all our associations it should be remembered that in the experience of others there are chapters sealed from mortal sight on the pages of memory are sad histories that are sacredly guarded from curious eyes they stand registered long hard battles with trying circumstances perhaps troubles in the home life that day by day weaken courage confidence and faith those who are fighting the battle of life at great odds may be strengthened and encouraged by little attention that cost only a love and effort to such the strong helpful grabs of the hand by a true friend is worth more than gold or silver words of kindness are as welcome to the as the smiles of angels these are multitudes struggling with poverty compelled to labor hard for small wages and able to secure but the barest necessities of life toil and deprivation with no hope of better things make their burden very heavy when pain and sickness are added the burden is almost insupportable careworn and oppressed they know not where to turn for relief sympathy sympathize with them in their trials their heartaches and disappointments this will open the way for you to help them speak to them of god's promises pray with and for them inspire them with hope you see just to inspire them with hope and you know for the christian we paul was talk, talking to them and said that we have this great hope we have this hope that burns within our heart we have hope of the resurrection some of them there are many things that trouble people but we that mourn we mourn not like they mourn especially when there in the case of bereavement but we have to inspire people with the hope that we have received from Christ there are many to whom life is a painful struggle they feel their deficiencies and are miserable and unbelieving they think they have nothing for which to be grateful kind words looks of sympathy expressions of appreciation would be to many a struggling and lonely one as the cup of cold water to a thirsty soul a word of sympathy an act of kindness will lift burdens that rest heavily upon weary shoulders and every word or deed of unselfish kindness is an expression of the love of Christ for lost humanity i just read from thoughts of the mount from the mount of blessings page 23 Now this is for husbands and wife husbands and wives do not try to compel each other to do as you wish 
you cannot do this and retain each other's love. Manifestations of self-will destroy the peace and happiness of the home. Let not your married life be one of contention. If you do, you will both be unhappy. Be kind in speech and gentle in action. Giving up your own wishes, watch well your words, for they have a powerful influence for good or for evil. Allow no sharpness to come into your voices. Bring into your own united life the fragrance of Christ-likeness. Express love in words and deeds. There are many who regard the expression of love as a weakness and they maintain a reserve that repels others. This spirit checks the current of sympathy as the social and generous impulses are repressed, they wither and the heart becomes desolate and cold. We should beware of this error. Love cannot long exist without expression. Let not the heart of one connected with you starve for the want of kindness and sympathy. Let each give love rather than exact it. The Lord Jesus demands our acknowledgement of the rights of every person, persons of social rights and their rights as Christians are to be taken into consideration. All are to be treated with refinement and delicacy as the sons and daughters of God. Christianity will make a man a gentleman and a, a woman a lady. Christ was cautious even to his persecutors. Now there is something here that we need to take note of. The difference between the courtesy that the world offers and that which the Bible is talking about here. He said the gospel does not encourage the formal politeness current with the world, but the courtesy that springs from real kindness of heart. The most careful cultivation of the outward proprieties of life is not sufficient to shut out all fretfulness, harsh judgment, and unbecoming speech. True refinement will never be revealed as, so long as self is considered as the supreme object. Love must dwell in the heart. Thorough Christian draws their motives of action from a deep heart love for their master. Up through the roots of their affection for Christ springs an unselfish interest in others. Love imparts to its possessor grace, propriety, and beauty of deportment. It illuminates the countenance and subdues the voice. It refines and elevates the whole being. True courtesy is not learned by the mere practice of rules of etiquette. Propriety of deportment is at all times to be observed. Wherever principle is not compromised, consideration of others will lead to compliance with accepted customs, but true courtesy requires no sacrifice of principles to conventionality. It ignores caste. It teaches self-respect, respect for the dignity of man as man, a regard for every member of the great human brotherhood. So you do well to read Adventist Home 429 when you have the time. I'll just read some extracts there. It says, Gentle manners, cheerful conversation, 
and loving hearts will bind the hearts of children to their parents by the sinking cords of affection and will do more to make home attractive than the rarest ornaments that can be bought for gold. Nothing will atone for lack of courtesy. Those who profess to be followers of Christ and are at the same time rough, unkind, uncultured in words and deportment have not learned of Jesus. A blustering, overbearing, fault-finding man is not a Christian, but for to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. So we see that this is a very high calling indeed. We are told now, we are taught to copy Christ in all aspects of his life. So I pray that we receive the Holy Spirit so that we can be able to truly practice instead of to imitate the customs of the world. We are to receive the Spirit that it will spring forth from our heart. May this be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, Lord, we thank you again for having received words today, even to live by. You say that we will be seen as a wise and understanding people because we will live by these words that you have given us today. Oh Lord, the world is watching and we see even in these words the actions that we must take. It's a day-to-day thing. We have opportunities to put them to practice. We are blessed to see and hear these words today and to read them. Lord, help us that we may put them into practice. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen.